Over the last couple of weeks in church, we've been following the story of Joseph from the book of Genesis. Joseph's story is familiar to you if you're a musical theater fan and you've seen Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's one of the great stories of the Hebrew scriptures and worth a read. But to make a long story short, last week we ended with Joseph, a humble Israelite, elevated to second in command of all of Egypt, just below the Pharaoh. Joseph was able, because of his power, to bring his entire family to live with him in Egypt, rescuing them from a famine in Israel. And so the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, ends with all of Joseph's family living happily and safely in Egypt. But the next book, the book of Exodus, begins on a more ominous note. Joseph's family, now known as the Israelites or the Hebrews, are beginning to do a little bit too well in their homeland. The text says the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. The Pharaoh who knew and loved Joseph died and a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And this Pharaoh became anxious and afraid. There were Israelites everywhere. There were too many of them and they seemed stronger than the Egyptians. The Pharaoh decided that they were dangerous and so he began to oppress them making their lives more and more miserable until he resorted to enslaving all of them. And that is the story of how the Israelites went in just a few verses from honored guests to slaves in need of rescue. The story is probably over 3,000 years old, and yet it's so human. It so perfectly describes how we human beings tend to react to change. And that's what I'd like to talk about today change, specifically the kind of change that threatens us and unsettles us. I would imagine that every single one of us has dealt with that kind of change at one time or another, the kind of change that shakes us, the kind that shakes our foundations and makes us feel like the ground is shifting under our feet and nothing is stable or safe. Our nation is going through a season of this kind of change and uncertainty. We also experience this kind of change in our personal lives, and it certainly comes up in the life of the church. We have a meeting today after this service to talk about change in our worship, worship space. And we are always answering in one way or another the question of what do we do when the ground shifts under our feet and all of a sudden the future looks uncertain. And Pharaoh's behavior in this story is almost a parable of how we tend to act when we're faced with change. Egypt has been around for thousands of years. It's a land of plenty. It's advanced far beyond its neighbors. And then change comes as this new group of people comes to Egypt and begins to flourish. And at first it's fine. There are not many of them. It doesn't make much of a difference. And then they start getting numerous, and the Pharaoh begins to get anxious. Maybe he hears their language being spoken in the market. Maybe there are fights now about how much water they want to use for irrigation from the Nile. 
Maybe they need so much that someone else is being pushed to take a little bit less. There are enough of them now that they need their own fields somewhere to store their grain. And the question comes up, who's going to have to give up some land so that they can farm? Change gets real when it demands something from us. And then we have a decision to make. How are we going to react to change? Pharaoh feels threatened, and so he acts to protect what he has. And that's the normal response. We're wired to react this way. Over the course of human evolution, this instinct has served us well. We want to protect ourselves. We want to protect our own. But the Pharaoh's reaction is based in the belief that life is a zero-sum game. If someone else gets something, then there's less for me. Adding more seats to the table means that there's less room for everyone, or less to give for everyone. It's also based on the idea that our job in life is to hold on as fiercely as we can to what we have, whether it's power, possessions, status. Our job is to hold on and to protect it from every threat. But Christianity offers a different perspective. Christianity says that one of the great mysteries of human life is that in God's economy, there is enough for everyone. That miraculously, if I share with you, I will have more and not less. Christianity says that the purpose of human life is not to protect what we have. Our purpose is to share it. The motion of Christian life is the constant giving away of power, of money, of privilege, of status. It's about the imitation of Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve others. Jesus who emptied himself for us. With Pharaoh, we see a logical reaction to change. We feel threatened and afraid, and so naturally we sort of hunker down and do everything we can to protect what we have. I'm gonna do everything it takes to make sure I have what I need. Because if I have to share money or love or time with someone else, there's not gonna be enough for me. But Jesus calls us and empowers us to make a different choice when we're confronted by change. At the times when we most want to shut down and protect ourselves, Jesus calls us to risk opening ourselves to others in love. Jesus calls us to share what we have and to trust that God will make sure that there is enough. Jesus calls us to be open to a future that's different than the one we expected and to trust that that future is in God's hands. At the time of Joseph, Pharaoh couldn't do it. He couldn't open himself to the kind of change that a new group of people would bring to Egypt. But it's interesting, 1,500 years after this Pharaoh, the infant Jesus and his family have to flee from Bethlehem. Does anyone remember where they go? They go to Egypt. Have you ever thought about why? It's not the closest place on the map. There were closest place, pl closer places that they could go. They probably went there because at the time, it was the home of the largest Jewish community in the world. At the time of Jesus, Alexandria in Egypt probably had more Jews in it than Jerusalem. 
By the time Jesus was born, Egypt was where refugees from all over the Mediterranean ended up. It was diverse, it was cosmopolitan. It had great centers of learning, beautiful cities, prosperity. In fact, it was refugee Jews from Jerusalem who translated in Egypt the Hebrew Bible into Greek. And that Greek text formed the foundation of the, the he, version of the Hebrew Bible that we read now. Refugee Christians who fled to Egypt made it the center of Christianity for the first three centuries of the faith. Pharaoh couldn't open himself to change. But later, Egypt made a very different choice. The same place that rejected the people of Israel accepted them later with open arms. They accepted Jesus himself when he needed a place to hide. And that very openness, that willingness to be changed, to share, made Egypt a place of great prosperity and learning. I believe we're entering a season of our life as a nation when something new is being asked of us as Christians. We're being asked not just to be kind to one another, but to share what we have with other people. To share our power with people who aren't usually at the table. To share financially with other members of our community who are in need. And to let go of privileges that we have long taken for granted. And it's going to be really hard because it is human to want to close our hearts and to protect ourselves when we're under stress. But we do have a choice in Christ. We have a choice between being the anxious and afraid Egypt that enslaved the Israelites or the prosperous, vital, diverse Egypt that Jesus ran to for safety. To make the right choice, we have to trust that with God there is enough that in giving we receive, that we find God not in anxiously holding on to what we have, but rather in opening ourselves to what is to come. It's a question of which Egypt we want to be. Amen.